Welcome to the con. Good morning, everybody. Hey, what's going on, man? It's kind of nice, right? I feel like I feel like our our past couple episodes have been so long and just I packed know. with information. Let's let's take a chill day. Yeah, I think so. You I think know, we need to kind of chill out. Our, our listeners have been listening to our voices for the past few weeks, and, and that right there, long they deserve episodes. medals or something. Because oh my gosh, I, I mean, last week it. was like what an hour and forty five minutes. It was hour, just hour fifty one, man. Hour fifty one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like... Wait, wait, hour and fifty one minutes right. exactly knows, on the dot, and thirty five seconds exactly. Well, He's always going to know. This show, we're going to keep it kind of light. You know, we're gonna we're gonna respect some time. We're gonna let you guys get to football. You know, and uh, or, or whatever you guys like to do on your time off or or when you're not listening to us. But anyway, we're just going to just, you know, go over some listener mail today. You know, go over some poll results, some pop quickies. And yeah. because you guys have been so great supporting us over, you know, over this whole time. I think we're going to learn a little bit more about Tony's ancient Chinese recipe. Yes, I'm finally, I want to get to it. I mean, I, it's been years and years and years, so, and I won't spend that much time on it, but uh, we'll, we'll get there, and we're finally going to reveal the recipe today on the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. So, um, but first, we want to talk about some listener feedback. It's been a while since we've done that, and um, I think we've got some updates. Wayne wants to surprise me with uh, some feedback. I got some feedback, uh, and uh, I just want to start talking about that. So, first things first, I want to talk about our listener, Tom. Uh, he sent me a message uh, this week, uh, and it was all in regards to FTG, our segment we did a, a couple weeks back. And his comment was, and I, I just want to get your, your feeling in the room here, guys, whether he's on point or not. Um, he says, hey, Tony, make sure you have a nitroglycerin tablet um, nearby when you guys do the FTG segment. Um, what do you guys think of that? I guess, I guess what he's trying to say is to prevent some kind of a heart attack, I guess, because I, I'm so over the top <laughs> with it. Do you need to have like a like a blood pressure cuff on you all the whole time? Yeah, or something? <laughs> I think so. But you know, it does. I mean, I do get a lot. I get really elevated, but uh, you know, I do it because I care. I do it because I want to be sincere, right, Brian? You tell yourself, <laughs> yes, oh my that's God, you exactly. Are so hot and cold. It's like, I know. Uh, like either it's no fucking big deal, or it's like, oh my gosh, you know, the world's on fire, and I've got to take control <laughs> over the whole thing. Yes, I know. So and just then put also, like he, one of those little tablets under your tongue right before you start. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I will take that to the to. Uh, I will take that to test. So and thank you so much for the feedback. Giving you medical advice. All right, go consult your doctor before you do another okay. uh, segment like this. All right, thank you so much. And uh, he actually, <laughs> he had some feedback for you, Brian. I'm sure he uh, did. I don't know if it's going to be <laughs> feedback that you like, but he's got feedback for you. Uh, and he just wanted to talk about how people that uh, were Kings fans and then switched to Ducks fans. He says, boo to you, uh, but he does know several people. I guess that he's coming from a Kings fan uh, aspect. So, you know, uh, you said you were a Kings fan and then you jumped ship. Well, I, yes, you know, I, I was a Kings fan, and then uh, they put a professional hockey team in my hometown, so, okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow, those are some fighting words there. Right. So, hear that, Tom? So, uh, yeah, right, send me another then. DM, and, uh, <laughs> and and we can go from there. But, yeah, right. if again, First feel Stanley free to Cup give in California, us a, not saying yes. much, but anyway. <laughs> oh, 
Them is fighting words. Right, right. So, all right. Thank anyway, you for the Wayne. feedback, Tom. Go Ducks. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, what was the feedback that you had this week? Well, from longtime listener Donald, uh, he also was listening to FTG. Um, oh, and I think great. FTG tends to get a lot of traction with our listeners. I, I, we always have to. Yeah, yeah I know. Just, just noticing that. Um, so he had a message for you, Tony. Um, oh, great. Yes. So let me let me try to give this context, and, and I'll share this to you guys. Uh, regarding Prince Harry. Your favorite. Your Uh-oh. favorite. Okay. He wants to say, hey, you know what? Prince Prince Harry is probably playing the long game. And his rationale is this. His child could be American-born and then run for president. And in about 40 years, bam, the empire strikes back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see? Oh, you know what? He probably is playing the long game. I can see that. I can mm-hmm. totally see that happening. But, you know, let's just make sure that that doesn't happen and we get him out of this country as quickly as possible. Please. Please, no kids born here in the United States. Well, uh, but is yes. she pregnant right now, or what's the deal with her? I don't. Oh, know. is she? I don't know. I, you see, I don't even pay attention to them because <sighs> they make my blood boil, and I have to take a nitroglycerin tablet every single time I, I have to talk about it. In fact, right now I'm getting really elevated that I'm even spending enough time and attention on these two people that I just cannot stand. So, um, yeah, is she pregnant though? Uh, can we can we look that up, please? Somebody looking it up. Hold on. Uh, oh no, I hope that's not the case. Oh jeez. Wayne, cue the music. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they had a baby, but I don't know where she was. I think she was born in the UK. Yeah, they were born in the UK. I think they've got two, right? Don't they have two kids? I or one kid? I don't even know. You see? Anyways, but at least but, but what if the, what if the, what if kid number two is born stateside? Well, then he's right. They're gonna be playing the long game. So we've been infiltrated, folks. We've been infiltrated. Just remember this. 40 years down the road, when I'm no longer here on this God's green earth, you will listen to us, and we will have said it here first. And thank you, Donald, for that great insight, because you're probably right. You know, we're going to destroy ourselves from the inside, not the outside, folks. But anyway, uh, I want to go on to some really good, happy news that was just breaking. What a light uh, topic to start off the show yeah, with. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, last week I had mentioned something about the uh, Hollywood union strike that was happening. It was IATSE, I believe, was the union that was uh, going to go on strike. They had voted that they were, but I want to say this past weekend that they have they have solved they have now have a new contract so we do not have to worry about any kind of stoppages as far as our beloved films and TV shows are concerned. So let's just give it up for all those people. Yay! 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 Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. You know what? And I'm glad they did because I found out the you know what for with the first production that would have been affected by the strike was? Hmm. What is that? Anybody? What? The Mandalorian. Ooh, oh, really? They're not I, already yes, doing it? No, they were get, they're getting ready to ramp up. And pre-production's all done. They were getting ready, I guess, to start uh, production this week or next week on The Mandalorian. And um, thank goodness, thank goodness right? they have an agreement. Woohoo! Uh, so us. anyway. We dodged a bullet. Uh, Yes, Wayne. I'm gonna now throw it to you. I, I hear you have an Animal Crossing update. Is that yeah? Is that so true? speaking of kind of like good news too, is like Animal Crossing. Obviously, we talked about with a Field Go Friday segment not too long ago, um, how that game kind of just was transformative and also just a great escape, especially over the past year. Uh, yeah. But it's been 
a little over a year now since the game's been out, and it, content has been a little bit lacking until there was a Nintendo Direct just recently about specifically with Animal Crossing. They will be releasing a huge update for it in early November. Um, and this expansion, there's a free version and also a paid version. The free version basically allows for much more customizations. There's adding new features within the museum. They're, um, they're allowing um, to actually growing crops and you can cook items. So there's a lot of things that these are things that past oh. games have had or what people have wanted and they're coming. And additionally, there's going to be a paid DLC where it kind of takes the concept of where you build things for yourself, but flips it where you could design things for other people or other islands oh. or other places. So you travel and you have a day job and you go be a designer for them. And they have maybe particular preferences and you try to figure out what those are and design <laughs> it for them. So this is going to be like a rabbit hole for people that were in this game already. And it's... So are you, well, the next natural question then, Wayne, is are you going to be a designer? Because again, I have talked about how your island is awesome and everybody needs to go there. Please hire Wayne. No, no, don't hire Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) Wayne is already busy enough as it is with this show. (laughs) But if he wants to make some more money off of this, I don't know. know. (laughs) What if, what if... Wayne earmuffs. Tony, what if Wayne actually likes doing that more than he likes the show here? <laughs> oh, I, I think you know, I think if you've been to his island, you can already see that he likes it more than the show. Yeah, so he again, <laughs> if he can if he can capitalize on it, then let's do it anyway. Well, but, you know what? Uh, I, it's exciting. My wife is huge, you know, extremely excited. Some of my former coworkers, they're really excited. So we're. I think it's good timing for people or fans of Animal Crossing. So anyway, so are we get, so we're we're getting ready to have a renaissance again with Animal Crossing. I can't wait. Maybe yeah. I'll join you guys this time. I gotta I gotta start. That's that like game way anyway. too much social social interaction and pressure for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is enough, right? I mean, this is where this is where you top out, right, Brian? Right. This I'm is just like, like this is it. Well. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like too much work. All right. Right. I got other things to do. Let me play some hockey. Exactly. Like, hey, how come you didn't design my island? Or how come you didn't cook for me on my island? I'm like, "Uh, because (laughs) I have a life outside of this game. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Uh, I feel the pressure already. (laughs) I know. It looks like, man, you're holding your chest. Poor you. I mean, geez, it sounds like it's already inducing some kind of panic attack. (laughs) I know. Anyway, uh, so, you know, I think the time has come. It has been enough already, right? We've been a year into this thing. And uh, a few months back, we started teasing this little... uh, hidden recipe that I had, making some ancient Chinese mayonnaise. Can I just uh, remind our listeners, the the picture you showed me about your thick mayonnaise filled with love and whatever else you put in it. But picture this, this thing, you you can cut this mayonnaise like cheese. You know, it it comes out and it looks like, like a block of butter. And it was holding up, I don't know about you guys, but it was holding up a butter knife. Now my butter knives- The handle portion of it are are fairly heavy as far as silverware goes. So f- the fact that it was holding it up yes. it, without assistance is frightening. Oh, what do you mean frightening? It's delicious is what it is. You're putting that in your that body. Shows you, that shows the, how like, much. That's going to stop show- an artery, sir. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, there's a lot of heart talk going on on this one. I think I need to go to the doctor this week right. and get some shit checked out on me. I, I don't know. Right. Well, Maybe how often do you eat this mayonnaise? 
Yeah, uh, I don't. I put it on everything. I oh love it. It's absolutely it, yes. And it, you're right. It does stand up. It, uh, a butter knife stands up inside right. me, and it's not frightening. That just shows. That just shows how much sincerity I put into it. Oh, that shows God. how much love I put into it. That shows how much care I put into my mayonnaise. So you know, without further ado, I'm going to tell you. I've already teased one little uh, ingredient, and that was an egg yolk. Believe it or not, that Brian. Stemmed from one egg yolk. One well, it egg just yolk makes no that, yolk that frightens only. me. Of course, I believe it, but that frightens yeah. me to know what else is in there to hold up and well, to come I'm, out like like you could mold this like clay, Tony. Yes. I mean, like you could sculpt from it. This is yeah. yeah. So the <laughs> next thing that you want to make sure that you put in there is yeah. is some vinegar because that vinegar is now going to act as this this binder that's going to bring the oil and the egg yolk together. It's going to emulsify and it's going to bring all of this love and this goodness together. So uh, the next ingredient that you will need is going to be some vinegar. And from there, we now want to add something else. And... We interrupt this regularly scheduled concast to bring you breaking news. What? Again. What? Again. Yes, again. Oh, my God. So I guess we're going to have to wait. There is some breaking news that has just happened this past weekend. And uh, without further ado, I want Brian, just please jump into this breaking news that we have uh, regarding some big events that happened this past weekend. Yeah, well... It's it's been exciting. So um, there goes our our hopes and dreams for a, kind of a light episode because DC uh, <laughs> has has presented another fandom for everybody, and these fandoms this is their second one are are impressive. I mean I don't know if you remember the the Comic Con live stuff, but DC yeah. puts that to shame. DC does an impressive event where they go over all of their. Their, their videos, their their movies, their games, and just one big download of news of what's coming up. You know, and because of the DC fandom, we are putting on for you a condom where we will be <laughs> catching all of the juicy, savory goodness oh. from the DC fandom. Gentlemen. Oh, my God. Are oh, you, that is so far. Are, are you oh ready to put on this condom? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, oh my god. That All was All right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was unplanned. I did not know Brian, how long have you had that up your sleeve? That is that is that is fucking hysterical. Since last night I wrote it. Last night. <laughs> <laughs> the condom. Oh, I love it. Yes. So, yeah. Wayne, I think you're going to need to be changing that uh, that meme that you created for us. So, uh, oh, man. Uh, I don't know if I want to Photoshop this, man, but all right. <laughs> the condom. Um, so, anyway, yes. Uh, with with The one thing I want to say about Diz- DC fandom is... Uh, I'm sorry. I don't mean how- to break it, but I made Orin cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Orin is muted right now, and he's still like, "God, I wish people could see this." He's he's laughing his ass off. So that was great, Brian. That was a, that was awesome that you came up with that. Uh, but uh, enough about that. I want to kind of get into it. The one thing about DC fandom is just uh, what I didn't realize is how prolific and how much stuff they have coming out. I mean, they were talking about movies, comics, uh, TV shows. Um, 
a podcast that we'll be talking about in a little bit, uh, but all of these surprise elements uh, throughout fandom. And uh, first things first, I just want to talk about this thing that just showed up during fandom that really surprised me, and I can't believe that I'm like, want to see this, and I'm into it. It is called DC's The League of Super Pets. And uh, just hold on, folks. It's an animated film that's going to be released sometime next year. I believe it's March of 2022. And it stars uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's going to be voicing Crypto, the super dog. And Kevin Hart is also going to be voicing a dog by the name of Ace. And if you haven't seen this preview, I just want you to check it out. It was cute. It's funny. And I, uh, I'm i already in. And it looks like it's going to be a, a cute kind of film. And uh, I just want to touch base on that. But it was something that I didn't expect. I, didn't, I saw it, and they surprised me with it. And I thought it was cute. And I think that it deserved attention uh, on this show. It's on also got a, a really impressive... Um list of casts you know for for voice acting uh you know they they went through it really quick but um um i believe i saw like keanu reeves is attached to this project as yep. well you know it's just really john really, krasinski, yeah, I john krasinski and it just the 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 i'm with you tony i didn't give this project a second thought until i saw this trailer and it i walked away from this uh this fandom going oh my gosh I want to see that. That looks funny. And, you know, if you guys aren't familiar, Crypto is Superman's dog and Ace is Batman's dog. And um, then uh, there's all the all the su- major superheroes. They have pets, right? They all have super pets of some sort. So Let's not forget Eagly, who we'll be talking about in a few minutes. Eagly! Okay. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, what else came out of this uh, fandom? All right, right? Like, well, well, that was a great that was the a condom transition. <laughs> <laughs> well, the condom then, oh my God, that sounds disgusting, doesn't it? Why? Are you oh, taking anyway, it dirty? Yeah, the condom came out. Yes, yeah. We're doing yeah. our own fan thing oh, with, that's the, true. with the knowledge right. of nothing. It's the yeah. condom. And I just, and I love the fact that we're talking about mayonnaise too in the same breath. So Absolutely. there you go. <laughs> But uh, up next was Shazam, actually. Shazam 2 is is in production. It's actually in post-production right now. This was a film that I really, really enjoyed, uh, and I can't wait to see what they do with the second one. Shazam stars Zachary Levi as uh, Captain Marvel, correct? Yeah, Shazam. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, Shazam. It's confusing, Uh, I mean, because... Yes. Anyway, we'll have a whole... Maybe we'll do a knowledge drop on, on the confusion on that. Yeah, it is Captain Marvel in the DCEU, but anyway, uh, it looks it looks going it's going to be on a grander scale than uh, the the following things, but I think that they're going to be teasing what Brian's going to be talking about next, and this was one of the highlights of the entire fandom uh, event in our in our opinion, um, and it is loosely tied to uh, Shazam, and that is the character of. Black Adam. Um, we think that he's going to show up in Shazam 2, uh, but after that, something else is going to happen. And uh, Brian, why don't you go ahead and talk about that from there? Black Adam. Wow. This has been a project in the works for DC for, it feels like forever. But, you know, thanks to uh, to the uh, Knowledge of Nothing team, uh, they did a, a little bit of research, and it looks like um, fans were suggesting or championing 
Dwayne The Rock Johnson to play this role all the way back in 2007. And yeah, that's crazy. Right? And then so, you know, then it turns out The Rock actually was um, signed on for this project, you know, seven years later in 2014. And then DC just went through and Warner Brothers just went through all kinds of changes and leadership and direction and all kinds of which ways and whatnots and whatever. But Which we've talked about on the podcast. Right. The Black Adam project always stayed you know, as part of the slate, you know, like yep. this is something that they wanted. This is something that the, that the Dwayne, the rock Johnson wants. And we finally got to see our first look of it during this DC fandom. And let me just tell you, it's amazing. Uh, black Adam has the same powers as Shazam, but he's just had thousands of years to really hone them in and learn how to use them. So he's much more adept at, at using those powers than Billy Batson. You know, so um, he's an anti-hero where he could be a hero or or a villain, depends on whatever agenda he's trying to accomplish. But he comes with a very impressive uh, uh, cast, you know, and they're going to be introducing into the DCEU. I don't even know if they're calling it the DCEU, but yeah, anyway, whatever yeah. DC is calling it, DC movie lineup um hawkman is going to be part of this project you know adam smasher is going to be part of this project and probably one of the characters that i'm most excited about dr fate you know played by yeah, pierce who's Brosnan. dr fate it's hard to explain but it's basically this helmet that um has all kinds of like power and you know um is it kind of like cerebro with uh with uh, professor xavier no um but <laughs> well okay. Uh, no, good but, shot. But, good, but good try. Anyway, here's the thing with Doctor Fate. Um, whoever wields this power, that the helmet takes over you. And you know, I know that the that I can't think of the the main character who plays um, him in the comic books. But you know, basically in the comics, uh, um, Doctor Fate is um, Santana's father. She's a, a magical person in the Justice League as well, and he made a deal with the helmet that, you know, you give me one day to spend with my daughter and the rest of the days of the year, I'm, I'm, I'm yours. So basically wow. he puts on that helmet for that one day a year. And then Dr. Fate, you know, does whatever Dr. Fate does, but um, wow. he's a magical being. And um, you know, he's, uh, he, he's, he's pretty impressive. And I, I'm excited that Pierce Brosnan is um going to be playing that that um character on the screen and but most of all the trailer was impressive uh oh my god the, the, it, was, the rock, it, was, it was like a first look oh my god it was know, so dark is so you know looks so good as this character and it was just a quick teaser but already like i'm all in on this project i want to see this i cannot wait to see it I, I just could not believe how dark the tone was. And it was just, it wasn't campy. It was, it was somewhat frightening right. seeing uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson in a role that I don't think we've ever seen him in, right? I mean, I think right. the closest and, and you get to that is like the Fast and Furious, but that, that, that the power shift is changing in the DC. I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, I do too. I yeah. <laughs> I, and if you haven't seen this, folks, I, I, just drop what you're doing. Go and take a look at this. It, it takes a little while to get into it because uh, Dwayne uh, Johnson is talking about how this project has been in development. This is something he's been really... He's not wrong. It's been there for yeah, a while. Yeah, 
for a long time, and this is a, a once-in-a-lifetime gig for him, and he really wanted to uh, get into this character. And you could tell just in that little brief moment how passionate and just how important this role is to him. And the power he absolutely conveys in this is just outstanding and um, and frightening. So please do yourself a favor. Check it out, Black Adam, uh, and it, you will not be disappointed. It was extremely uh, awesome. So, yeah. All right. Now we're going from something really dark to something kind of <laughs> funny. <laughs> yes. So it was announced also, uh, we talked about this uh, about a week ago, briefly about this teaser that came out for The Peacemaker. And The Peacemaker, if you uh, have been listening at all, he is a character that was in The Suicide Squad. He was played by John Cena, and he provided somewhat of a comic relief, but uh, also an asshole type of thing. He was, he was like the it. villain. In, he was the guy that was going against everybody else in The Suicide Squad, and he was trying to stay one step ahead because he wanted to be The Peacemaker. He wanted to be, it wanted, he wanted to make this whole thing about him. So his character was very... Very interesting. And at the end of the film, uh, we find out that he's actually been recruited for something else. And this is where the series is now going to pick up. The series is about the Peacemaker. And I, uh, I'm i excited about this. I had no idea, like, the talent that was involved. I heard that James Gunn was part of it, but I didn't realize how much he is a part of it until earlier this week. Uh, he is actually going to be, he wrote all eight episodes of this series. And also on top of that, he's directed five of the eight episodes that are going to be on there. So uh, if you know me, I'm a James Gunn fanatic. Wayne, I think you're the same, the, the same can be said for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love his stuff. Yeah. So this looks is so funny, so over the top. And uh, they showed this really good preview of what you can expect. At one point in the trailer, you're going to see John Cena dancing around in his underwear and uh, his white is tidy whities And uh, the person or the thing that really stole it from me was Eagly. And this is Pet Eagle. What a what a great name for an eagle. Eagle Lee. That is his name. That is his pet name. And he stole every sing that that he was in. And it's just basically a uh, CGI eagle. But I just I can't even talk about it without laughing. It was hysterical. Brian, what were your thoughts on the uh, the Peacemaker trailer? Basically the same of yours. I loved it. I am so in on this. It. The Peacemaker was my favorite character in the movie, um, The Suicide Squad, and the fact that they are doing a spinoff series with him, I'm just so excited that we get to continue on his story. And the tone, I just love the tone and the uh, the surrounding cast behind him. And it's just like, you know, I, I am impressed that James Gunn believes in this project so much that, you know, now that he's done with the movie, you fear he just might be done. But no, no, he wants to continue with this, with this world, this project, this cast, and and go forward with it. And it just, I'm all in. I, I, it's a nice um, take, a nice breath of fresh air to find somebody or, or, or a superhero show that's that's just funny and it's made yeah. to be laughed at and you know it pokes fun yeah, at but itself. mature as well right, right. i Very mean there's mature. a lot of maturity in there uh, yeah if it, it kind of reminded me like the boys but not so serious uh, right but, but funny yeah, not so serious <laughs> if yes the, exactly if the boys were a comedy 
<laughs> yes, exactly. And there was a joke in there where he talks about his last name being Smith, and the reason why they had to change his name to Smith was when they came through Ellis Island, his real last name from Europe was Asshat. So he had to kind of change that. I know that that's a favorite saying of Dana. Dana has always used that phrase. In fact, I think she is the pers first person I ever heard use that saying, Asshat. So when it was in this trailer, I thought it was hysterical, and I was like, I immediately thought of Dana. How many times does she say that on a, I don't know if it's still in her lexicon right now, but I know it was a few years ago. Oh, right? uh, it still is, but it, you know, it doesn't think it's, um, <laughs> it, it rears his head every once in a while. Yes. Yes. Is. So, uh, you know what? Uh, I think we're going to take a little bit of a break right now. I, we've got a lot of stuff that we've already talked about a lot more stuff we're going to talk about, but all right. First things first, folks, we are doing a new first year. I want us to know how the weather's going right now. So, uh, without further ado, we're now going to to take it to Oren, who's going to give us a, a weather report. Oren, how's it going out there? I'm fucking wet. How do you think it's going? All right. Well, thank you, Oren. <laughs> thank you Oren. for that, that report. <laughs> and we are now on to the next thing, which we will be talking about. And that is actually about Flash. Brian, why don't you kind of take us uh, through that and, and kind of let us know what happened with, with Flash? Well, like back... This is a huge one, right? Yeah, yeah. Like Black Adam, this Flash project has been in the works forever. You know, it has gone through all kinds of different directions, iterations, directors, script rewrites. And at one point, we weren't even sure if Ezra Miller was going to come back to the project just because of the time delays on this. But... Finally, we have something to see Ezra Miller's talking about it in this DC fandom, and it looks pretty exciting. From what they teased, it looks like they may loosely be going off the Flashpoint uh, storyline, which is a very yeah. famous comic book, uh, where uh, the Flash has the ability to run through time and change certain events. But, you know, that always worked well for Marty McFly, right? So, uh, you know, when you change <laughs> something, right, it's, it's going to have a ripple effect. And, um, and, and it looks like that's what's going on here. So ultimately, you know, um, Barry Allen, you know, tragically lose, loses his mother at a young age and desperately wants to see her again. So he runs back in time to, to that moment to see his, his mom. And that event sends a ripple effect through time and it changes a bunch of stuff. And now it's up to the flash to kind of fix the timeline. And what was really exciting to me is we actually see the flash in a bat cave. It looks amazing. And then we see the backside of what looks like that to cowl. be Michael Keaton's Batman's cowl. So, you know, there's just so much to take away from this very brief teaser that, that DC showed. Uh, where at one point we see three different flashes. We see Michael Keaton's yeah. Batman cow. We don't see his face, but we see the cow. And then we see what looks to be Michael Keaton's Batmobile under a tarp. Yes. So that was amazing. Um, I wanted to ask the one thing. Did anybody notice his costume, the Flash's costume? It looked CGI like Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern costume to me, and that oh. made me worried. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I hope sign. I hope I'm wrong. There's still a lot to be done with this. I've you know, and they showed us very little, so I don't want to speculate. Just first impressions. That was my very first thought, and I just almost well, maybe it's a rough cut. Maybe though. I mean, I mean, you know, maybe, I don't know. But this is DC fandom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> true. Yes, yeah, and they should have everything kind of squared away right. and looking very nice. But when I, I saw that, I was like, though. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I do have a question for you. So are they going to be going to, uh, we talked about this, uh, going to multi-universes and uh, is there is there a multiverse there? In the DCEU, I, I gather that because we did see three flashes at one point. Yeah, there there is, um, and like Marvel, unlike all the other comic book stories, you know, uh, publishers out there, there is a version of like a multiverse um, out there, and you know, and that's exactly what it is. You know, there's there's multiverses. There's many different variations of Batman, uh, flashes, everybody, just like just like in Marvel, and. Um, so it's not an original story idea. <laughs> yeah. And we talked about that, how it, it, once we all hop on the multiverse bandwagon, everybody else seems to kind of do their own version of it. And um, are we uh, are we excited about this, Brian? I'm kind I of, am. I'm kind of sensing. I, I, uh, oh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm kind of sensing that you've got, uh, that you're kind of conflicted about this. I'm excited because... Michael Keaton is attached to this project. I mean, I was excited before. I'm going to go see it. I, I like the DC yeah. characters. But the fact that Michael Keaton is playing his old Batman, which arguably was the best Batman, just has me excited. Uh, I've always wanted to see him kind of return to this character. Um, I, I think of him as Batman. I, I love that Batmobile. I love the story. And I would love to see him as an experienced, grizzled, old, retired maybe retired, I don't know, Batman, but I just kind of want to see him give Barry Allen some shit, you know, and, uh, you know, and, uh, and that's what I'm looking for. Fair enough. That's what I'm looking forward to. And then from there, I would love to see, um, and this is just my pipe dream. I would love to see, um, Michael Keaton's Batman character mentoring, uh, a young Batman replacement and, and that turning into a Batman Beyond series. And I think that haven't they already announced that there's going to be some kind of Batman Beyond film, or is that just rumor at this point? So I, you know, spoiler alert: if you guys did not watch the DC fandom, I was really kind of keeping my ears open for any kind of Batman Beyond talk, and which there was none that I caught. Um, and it had been rumored for years that Warner Brothers, DC, you know, and maybe HBO Max, you know. Are, are trying to develop something and you know every it feels like every year um i don't know social media tries to to kickstart this project and there's been no announcement from the studios that i've seen so i'm going to say that this is not a thing yet but everybody keeps hoping there there is batman beyond has kind of like a, a cult following and i think it would do very well but there's just been no mention from the studios or no actors have come out and said that they're attached to any kind of project like this, even though we all hope that there would be. Yeah. And Brian is, uh, the, Brian is a Batman beyond fan has been, that's one of his core characters that he absolutely loves. And didn't they, didn't they, uh, like stop doing the Batman beyond comic? Sadly. Yes. So, uh, DC has, is, um, it's been, uh, I want to say almost a year now or a little over a year, but DC had, had canceled a lot of titles, you know, especially during COVID. And unfortunately, Batman Beyond was one of those titles that 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 just ended. And it was sad to me because I was a devout reader of that. I read it. Uh, I looked forward to it. I have every um, issue. Um, I don't have all the variants, but I have every issue. So I have a full Batman Beyond collection. And I was a loyal reader 
and and I followed that storyline and I love it. Um, they stopped making it and that opened up a lot of time in my week. <laughs> you know, and, yeah, you know, and yeah. sadly, and I think we'll talk about that in a little bit, yeah. right? Because you 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 you've kind of had some revelations here in the past. Uh, week or two, right? So I we'll we'll get to those here in a second. But, but the Flashpoint, uh, I'm sorry, not Flashpoint. Excuse me. Correction. The Flash movie um, <laughs> looks very very uh, interesting. Looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Looks like there's going to be a lot of cameos in it. And I expect this movie to be kind of like a kickoff point to for for future projects. You know, kind of stemming off of off of this one uh, event. So. You know, that's what I'm I'm hoping for in this movie, and that's what I'm looking forward to. And this leads us up to the main event. Everything that we were looking for, uh, you know, our condom, we're, we're cut, we're, we're we caught this stuff, we were talking about it. Uh, but the main event for the DC uh, fandom was the Batman. We'd already seen a, a, a preview, uh, a little teaser trailer uh, a few months back, but this really was what everybody was looking for forward to and to see what else was next. Um, and Brian, uh, what were your thoughts on this new Batman uh, trailer that we have just witnessed? He's angry. Man, this kid is so mean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm talking I know, right? about you know uh, the young Bruce Wayne that that's uh, being portrayed in the in this the Batman Matt Reeves's Batman. Um, they um, they they gave us some insight to um, to the upcoming movie, and where Batman is kind of like in a year two type type of uh, phase in the Batman journey, where he has made mm-hmm. allies with people like uh, Commissioner Gordon, but they haven't learned how to develop that trust yet. And I think that that's a very interesting take uh, to this character because he's very young. He's very young looking. Yeah. And you can see him alone working on his stuff, trying to figure out the Riddler's uh, uh, um, jokes, or not jokes, uh, riddles. And um, there's just a lot. I, I I just feel the weight on this guy's shoulders. And... Yeah, this movie is putting it. very, very dark, very, very violent from the trailers that we've seen, and um, I think that kind of goes with with his guy with uh, Bruce Wayne's mindset right now in this stage of his life. He's very, very angry. Very does not know how to deal with it healthy <laughs> in a healthy way. Yeah, <laughs> but yep. uh, but I'm excited about this. I mean, Matt Reeves is second. He was uh, uh, penned to this project. I was I was all on board. I would have been anyway. I'm just a big Batman fan. But this is just like like fan casting 101. I mean, you put a guy like Matt Reeves part of this project, and then you know, I'll admit, you know, Robert Pattinson probably was was not going to be my first choice. But no, he was not mine. But after seeing him in um, in some of these trailers and and listening to him to give interviews on the character, I'm convinced. I mean, like, I'm very very interested in seeing him do this 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 version this this uh, the story, and I'm excited about it. I'm very very excited. To me, this trailer didn't hit as as solidly as the first trailer did because I just yes. think it was so hyped with the music and the way it was cut. And I was just, I, it just filled me with a bunch of questions, you know, like, like the Riddler does. And I was just really excited to see kind of like what the costume looked like the some of the cast members involved. And this um, trailer 
was very action-packed. And it showed some incredible fight scenes, some uh, awesome CGI. It went into more Catwoman and Batman's relationship. And yeah. it felt a little choppy to me. It didn't have the same flow or feel as the first trailer. Now, this does not mean I don't want to see the movie because I certainly am. I'll see it multiple times. And um, But I'm just telling you the 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 way that this trailer came across to me. All the scenes in it were cool. All the scenes, you know, um, it just felt kind of kind of choppy. It just didn't have the same flow or tone to me as the first trailer did. The first trailer was smooth. It was butter. You know, this one felt thick and glumpy like, yeah. like thick mayonnaise. You know, but, um, <laughs> you know, so I just don't know if I would eat a big spoonful of this. Actually, I would. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But. No, I, I, I second that. I, I was underwhelmed by the trailer. I felt that they uh, doubled down on the Selena Kyle and um, Bruce Wayne connection. To me, those have always been like surprises. It shouldn't be where the story revolves around. Um, it, it is something that you see in the background. Uh, I would have loved to have seen more Penguin. Uh, Colin Farrell is the Penguin. If you haven't had a chance to watch this trailer, he is a, he's unrecognizable. It is not even the same person, but it is. It's 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 Colin Farrell. He is playing uh, Oswald Cobblepot, and I think that. They should have made that the centerpiece. Again, I'm with you. I, th I felt it was really choppy. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is playing Selena Kyle, which I am a fan of. I think she was amazing in Mad Max, um, Fury Road. So it just it just did not hit those notes I was looking for. There was one scene in particular in the trailer that I thought was absolutely amazing, where uh, Batman is in this this hallway and he's being shot out. But a, by a bunch of goons, and it's completely dark, and the only thing that you see are these lights that are uh, uh, bullets reflecting off of his suit. It, it was the coolest thing I think I've ever seen Batman ever like uh, do in a trailer or even in any film. I just thought it was so kind of cool, but I wish they would have focused more on that dark aspect and not really bring the Selena Kyle in here. I get why they did it, but it just felt clunky. It didn't feel smooth. It didn't transition well. Uh, it, it just felt kind of flat for me. I wanted to see more of Paul Dano. I wanted to see more of Oswald Cobblepot. I wanted to see more of that turmoil between uh, with, with uh, what Brian was saying, this is we're, we're dealing with a year one, year two story. I want to see more of that. And I just felt that Selena uh, Catwoman was just a just some force in there. Yeah, you know, I would love to have seen, you know, like like you're you're giving your list of people that you would have liked to see more featured in this trailer. Um, you know, Commissioner Gordon, played by Jeffrey Wright, and uh, um, yes, and um, forgive me, I'm blanking on his name, but you know, uh, the, even Andy Circus, Andy Circus uh, for Alfred. Alfred. That's that's who I wanted to to, to mention. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm sure he's got some some pivotal scenes and roles in this movie too, because he's such a huge development, especially in Bruce's young life. You know, to become yeah. who he is. You know, so I would love to have seen more of that dynamic a little bit, and maybe a less less buildings blowing up, maybe less you know. You know, cat woman flipping, you know, but um, you know, <laughs> it's true, right? But, uh, um, but uh, I, I mean, regardless, this, this, this trailer still was impressive, even though, you know, we're kind of giving like minor little quibbles 
about it. Yes. Um, the, I'm still going to see it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's me no too. question about me it. Me too. Go ahead, Wayne. You know, looking at the trailer, and I'll tell you this, I wasn't really sure about Robert Pattinson being casted, like you guys said earlier. But yeah. after seeing this one, this recent trailer, I'm like, now I'm very curious. I, I want to yeah. see how he portrays and how he develops this, his version of Batman and Bruce Wayne. So, um, but my other concern when I was, what I noticed in this trailer was that there were a lot of cameos of villains. And I thought about this about just right now was that how are they going to introduce these characters and will it take away from the main storyline? Cause you know how they like, Ooh, it's feature penguin. Let's feature two face. Let's feature Riddler. Let's feature Catwoman. Let's feature a B C D E F G. Does that, is that too and- much? I think it's too much because that's where we uh, we've seen we've seen this happen time and time again. I mean, uh, I can po- point to um, uh, Spider-Man Three, uh, where it, they get Venom in here because Venom w- was supposed to be this this cool thing, and it really um, uh, diluted everything else that was going on in the story. Same thing with Batman Forever. Uh, I know those films are they're horrible, and Batman and Robin it was the same thing. We start getting into trouble when you start introducing too much. But Brian, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, Gotham City is supposed to be one of the most dangerous cities in the world, right? And it is just crime ridden, and so I think it would be a for me reading the comics. You know, and knowing that this place is so dangerous and so corrupt, if he didn't run into one or two <laughs> villains on a day to day basis, I would be a little disappointed. Go, this isn't this isn't Gotham. You know, now where the story takes it from there, I know that the overarching you know um, villain of the story is the Riddler, or that's what the trailers are leading us to believe. You know, at, at this point. But of course, we're going to see the penguin. You know, Oswald is a crime boss, right? He is a gangster. So if the city itself, if the city is still going on, regardless of what the Riddler is doing, you know, and Oswald is a big part of the the the, the crime and the the gangster aspect of of the Narrows and everything. So I think I kind of, I kind of got the aspect that he was more of the Falcone of this, right? Remember how Falcone yeah. was this well, huge Falcone character, is still in, a big character in the comics, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah. And he was, a, and he, but in, in uh, the dark Knight, he was uh, kind of a, a huge, uh, and also in um, Batman begins. So right? Falcone, Falcone was yeah, Falcone. You have Oswald, you have black mask, Like These are all major crime Lords, right? With their own, you know, kind of yep. um, gangster, you know, uh, clans, you know, gangs, you know, and everything. And they often compete, you know, for, you know, territory or, or whatever item that they're trying to, to take. And it puts a lot of people, innocent people in harm's way. And that's where Batman steps in. And, you know, he can't always just take down the crime boss, be, you know, for whatever reason, you know, so, but he can help, you know, save innocent people. He can, you know, kind of, get them to stop fighting by, by having them focus on him instead, you know? So there's all kinds of layers and aspects to it, but there are several different big crime bosses around Gotham. They've almost separated it up like a map. Yeah. I just, I, I, I think I'm, um, uh, I get a little worried when I see more. Yeah. Cause it, enough. it, uh, yeah, it, it kind of dilutes the story a little bit. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that maybe Oswald cop couple pop maybe is, part of the first act of the film and then we kind of go into the to the riddler but 
we'll see how that all plans out. I'm 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 in, but uh, I was very underwhelmed by the the trailer. I really wanted to just be like in awe of it, right. but it it left me a little bit. Uh, I wanted the same feelings I had from from the first trailer, but. Yeah, and yeah. maybe maybe I just know more now, so it's less of a surprise, and that's that's on me. But um, it was uh, it, it was still cool. It was still really cool, and uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, are we just gonna wrap up the rest of DC? Yeah, condom. <laughs> no, fandom. We're doing the condom. No, I like I, yeah the condom. I mean our condom. That's what I'm I'm saying about the segment. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, was there any other uh, uh, filling that we need? Yeah, to talk let's about? see what's left in our condom. All right, we'll just kind yes, of yeah. Let's let's gotta fill the yeah, condom. Let's let's see what's yes. Let's see what's in our condom. What's what else do we have to uh, in closing in the segment? You know, we'll, talk we'll about just kind of go really quick here. Um, I want to um, talk about a project that that they announced called the Batman Wayne Family Adventures, which is only going to be on webtoons. It's going to be a, like a little animated uh, thing where it's going to be talking about like the the Wayne Bat family, like. Drake and all the other Robins and all the other people who Batman has worked with in the, in the past. And it looks like a very interesting project. So if you like that, go check that out. Uh, we had a couple of seasons get renewed for, for another season. Tony, do you remember yeah. some of those? Yes. Uh, Doom Patrol season has been picked up for season four. Season three is getting ready to wrap up. And if you have not watched uh, Doom Patrol, this is one of my favorite shows that I've seen in the past few years. It is out there. It is not for the weak of uh, heart. And if you get easily confused and aren't really into abstract thinking, then I, I would strongly suggest you stay away from this, this series. Confused. But I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, th so that was uh, something that had been picked up. Another thing that had been picked up uh, was, didn't they pick up? Uh, Titans. Was it? Titans oh, yes. was picked yeah, up for ahead, season yeah, four. Ahead, woo, woo. That started off in the DC universe was, which was a streaming site, which then merged with the HBO Max uh, streaming service. So that's where you can find it, along with a, a lot of these other uh, these other projects. So so check out HBO Max for for these streaming uh, things. But then um, there was a couple of uh, um, they didn't they didn't show any footage on these, but some some projects that are in the work. It sounds like that they are in uh, pre production for it and that's the blue beetle project which is a uh, really yeah. really exciting blue beetle is uh um he's he has a very interesting comic book history where he's a big main focus for a while and then he kind of um you know disappears for a little bit and it looks like they're ramping him up again but he is being um the 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 star of the show the kid who's actually be playing blue beetle is miguel from the cobra kai solo um, and if you are a fan of the Cobra Kai series on Netflix and are a fan of that actor, I really suggest that you check out this Blue Beetle project whenever it comes out, uh, because he is attached to it and, uh, it looks, uh, well, they didn't show anything, but hearing him talk about it was very exciting. Yeah. Also there is going to be, there's a Batgirl film that is in pre-production right now. And, uh, they didn't really show much of it, but that kind of surprised me that they're talking about Batgirl. Also, another cool thing is uh, a project called Batman Unburied. It is actually going to be um, a, a podcast that is uh, uh, more about uh, that theater of the mind. Uh, you'll be able to listen to this. It's a serialized story that you're going to be listening to, and it's only going to be on Spotify, and it has to do with Batman. There's some really good 
voice actors uh, attached to it. But uh, look for that coming soon called Batman Unburied. Uh, also, Harley Quinn, season three, they gave us a little uh, tidbit on that. It's a show I very much enjoy, and I still see that they're kind of going in that same direction. Uh, and also, Aquaman 2. I know he should probably be up there with us right now, but we just felt like uh, I wasn't really a, a huge fan of the first Aquaman, but um, this one they're saying is going to be darker. I know. I'm sorry. I'm not, you know, I think Jason Momoa is hot, but I'm not, you know, I'm not like, uh, but I just didn't like the movie. I thought it was too campy. I thought it was too over the top. I thought it was too CGI, but this one is going to be about the environment. It's going to be darker. It's going to be more serious. Uh, you know, maybe <laughs> just, that's what he needs. I, love that I just, I, I just kind of bring me. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. So, I was not impressed with what I saw with Aquaman two, but uh, again, that's because I wasn't uh, a fan of Aquaman one. Anything else before we kind of wrap up the segment and go on to pop? Yeah, quickies? just a, a, a few little quick hits, really quick. Um, Batman Cape Crusader is a project that's going to be worked on with J.J. Uh, Abrams, Bruce Tim from the Batman animated series, and Matt Reeves. This is also going to be an animated show coming to Cartoon Network and HBO Max. And it's going to be um, kind of like a Batman noir type of uh, animation style, not black and white, but uh, but animation style. And they're going to really focus on him, not part of the Justice League, because in Batman's world at this time, he is the only superhero. So he doesn't do team-ups or anything. But you're going to see him make mistakes. You're going to see him you know, go through different iterations of Batmobiles and him actually working on them and things not working on the Batmobile and how he kind of comes up with the final product of, of things. And it looked very interesting. I'm a fan of Bruce Timm because... Uh, of his projects in the past with Batman, the animated series, you know, Superman, um, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and of course, the pinnacle for me, Batman Beyond. So um, I'm really excited about this. I will definitely be checking that out. Also, another um, series that's coming out, they didn't give too much into this, but it's Naomi. In the comic book world, it's a very new comic book. It's been out for now for a couple years, but still very, very um new and it's about this teenage african-american girl who just is going about life and discovers that she has powers and what it's like now developing these new powers and you're going to see you know in the comic books you see people like superman and everything kind of taking her under his wing to kind of mentor her and and things and they showed a very very brief sneak peek behind the scenes look of what that series is gonna is gonna be and it just I, I loved it. You know, I, um, I've, I've read a few of the Naomi books and I was really impressed with that project. And, uh, the fact that it's so popular now that they're already making a, a show about it is really exciting. And I, and I think that this is going to be pretty big. I think a lot of people are going to like it. And then of course, last but not least, I was very excited to hear the news that Wonder Woman 3 is 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 a go it's a it's a go and of course patty jenkins is going to be uh directing that starring gal gadot and from what it looks like (sighs) linda carter is going to be a part of the project as well i yeah because they kind of tease that in wonder woman 84 yes i am i i i love the the franchise the series the uh the uh the actors attached to it (laughs) and i cannot (sighs) wait wonder woman totally want to be there yeah wonder woman 
If it's if it's more in line with the first film, then I'm, I'm I'll all make in, sure but, they you know, call uh, you and consult you with your thoughts and opinions. Yes, yeah. they should. Yeah. My yeah, you just Whatever. send us an email info at the knowledge of Please send me an email. I would be glad to and, give you some pointers yeah. on uh, on this. I, I've been burned once, but <laughs> for, anyway, we're done. Uh, so and so I'm not going to go back. So, oh my gosh. Well, that concludes our portion of the condom. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know we had a lot of fun putting it on for you guys. And if that's something that you enjoy, maybe we'll do that as another segment sometime in the future. I love the condom. That's great. All right. Now here's a word from our sponsors. Welcome back, converts. Our con men are back for more, and so is Soycat. Visit the Soycat Candles online store and stock up on 100% natural soy wax candles infused with essential oils. Animal, earth, and human friendly. Visit Soycat Candles at www.soycatcandles.com. That's www.soycatcandles.com. Soycat Candles. 100% soy, 100% pa-sum. All right, first things first. Welcome back, everybody. We are going to start off with some poll results. We asked a question on Twitter and Instagram this past week. If you considered chess a sport, and um, without further ado, the results are in. And when it comes down to whether people think that chess is a sport, they agree with Brian. Brian, congratulations Woo. with nine. Yeah, you, you've got you got the majority. So again, um, oh, oh, you know what? I had my <laughs> volume all the way down. So <laughs> from earlier, but uh, there we go, Brian. Congratulations. We are now, um, I think we're flip-flopping again, right? <laughs> we Last are, week was yeah. May, and uh, we can't get any traction. This is kind of nice. I mean, you it's remember? All right. I, I kind of missed It's the, like a chessboard. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I, 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 I missed the first season where I was right I all don't. the time. I know you, <laughs> you don't. You crushed but, me in the first season. <laughs> yes, I know. And right now, we just keep going neck and neck, which is uh, refreshing. But yes. Again, we're, we put those polls up. You can always find them on Twitter or you can find them on our Instagram uh, uh, stories. And we usually will post those on Saturday. So uh, just be advised with whatever we're going to talk about next week. Uh, we'll, we'll have that poll results as well. And without further ado, we're going to get to everybody's favorite segment of the show. And that is some pop quickies. Yay. It's time for pop, pop. Pop quickies. Welcome back, gentlemen. Woohoo! So I have a DC theme pop quickies for you guys. Oh, oh right. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I figured, you know, if it's like if uh, Brian's going to put on the condom. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't we're know all wearing I, the condom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One might as well just stay in the condom, right? That's right. Uh, anyways all right well let's let moving on what do you guys consider scarier because you guys talked about how the rock playing as black adam was looked pretty scary right so do you think yes. the rock as black adam is scarier versus the rock playing the cgi version of the scorpion king Oh, Black Adam. <laughs> Black Adam. <laughs> no, no, the Scorpion King. Holy shit, that thing was scary looking. And I don't mean it from like a, like I was scared. I was just like, 
mortified of how bad that CGI was. was oh it my god. Was it, it was hair? it was oh it was it was horrendous. It was the scariest thing I think I've ever seen. And for an action film, I mean that's that's saying a lot and uh that was scary. Uh, it was scary for different reasons, but that to me is like the the ultimate in uh just bad CGI. It is one of the worst things that I have ever seen put on film and uh it is scary but in a uh very funny very engaging way, but yeah, I will have to say Scorpion King. Brian, what about you? Yeah, you know that I, I agree with you, but not for the scary factor, but for the comedic factor. So, yes. but the, the the question is, you know, like if I had to go up against one of them, I would not want to see, uh, you know, The Rock playing Black Adam. I figure, like, if I was a superhero and we went into this uh, to this whatever situation, and he's the guy we have to fight. I'm like I'm out. <laughs> you know, like good luck everybody. You know, like right. I, I don't I don't see a way out of this. You know, like it's I would just, I would. It's just it, gonna be a bad day. Let me yes. just tell you. <laughs> and with the Scorpion King, I, I'm just afraid that he would infect me with that horrible CGI bug. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right, moving on. Another DC related question. All right, so in the Batman, you we get to see a little brief glimpse of the Riddler, right? And I think. Um, I'm excited to see what this Riddler is like. Now, for you guys, the question is, which DC villain would you like to be see redone? I mean, we've seen so many Jokers, so Joker, throw okay. it out the window. But what other DC villain do you feel like, you know what, they could do better? Or I'd like to see what they can do with him or her. Uh, I've, I've got one right off the – just the top of, of my mind, Victor Freeze. I think that he um, – I think that he Stole should be mine. done – I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry but he, I'll think of somebody else. You keep talking. <laughs> all right. So with his tragic story, uh, they never really touch upon it. And they do when they did, it was very goofy, very over the top, but you really want something redone. Uh, that character to me is tragic. He is empathetic. You understand where he's coming from. Uh, to me, Victor freeze deserves that, that kind of respect. So if you don't know who Victor freeze is, that's Dr. Freeze. Um, and his, his, story is is very tragic and i think i would love for them to revisit that and use it in more of a, a serious tone but that's mine yeah he's the um one of the very few villains in the dc universe that i actually feel sorry for and you know yeah. he's not trying to control territory or rob banks or anything like that anything kind of goofy like that his motivation is to save his beloved nora which was his wife and, you know, unfortunately, some tragedies happen, which turn him into Mr. Freeze. But still, even though his body is transformed into what it is, his mission is still the same. And that is to cure his wife. And like, it's just such a it's a love story, really. And I and I, and I like it. Um, the character that they need to redo is Lex Luthor. In really? the movie. Yeah. In the movies, he's a joke. He is a, yeah. a stupid Stupid joke. Sure. Lex Luthor is a brilliant genius and hell bent on on um, protecting humanity and sees Superman as this invading alien with unlimited power. And his whole goal is to like, hey, kind of like Batman's line of thinking at one point, if this guy was to turn bad, he can destroy us all. How do we prevent this from happening? You know, he is a, a, a full-on supporter of the seven P theory is, you know, prior, proper, prep, 
preparation prevents piss poor performance. So <laughs> wow, that's I say that seven times fast, <laughs> right? But um, you know, like, and, and that's what it's all all about for him. Now, granted, he's an asshole, so people don't like him. But he's a genius, and I believe in his his wanting to protect humanity as, as noble. But yet, then again, him being the villain is he's doing it the wrong ways. But the movies portray Lex Luthor as some kind of, you know, right. like he's into like the land, yeah. right? Territory. Like he he's trying to own or like a businessman that's trying to be like a billionaire and he wants to do science. Right. He's and all already this stuff. a billionaire and like they make him a joke. And in the comic book version, he couldn't be further from what they portray him on the big screen because, you know, he's not. You know, he's not there for comic relief. You know, he's not there for, you know, I would say he's almost as smart as Batman um, with Batman's money. But Batman and Lex Luthor, you know, tend to use their resources in a different way where, you know, Batman's still an asshole. But yet he decides to, you know, take take it to the streets where Lex Luthor will develop teams and, and things like that and monitor whatever. But Lex Luthor is a joke on the big screen. He is a force to be reckoned with in the comic books, and I really wish they would redo that character. All right. Great answers, guys. I'm going to switch gears. Going to clothing items. Okay. If you had to choose to wear this for a week, which one would it be? A denim jacket or denim shorts? Ugh, jacket. Oh, my God. Oh my god! For a week, shorts, denim right? shorts. I don't like yeah. hot nuts. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right, right. I don't yeah, want those sorry. the sweaty balls. Right. I like the yes. I like my boys to be cool. And yeah, uh, yeah. man, then you got the pixie dust issue going on. You know, and just well, like, if you if you hey dude, yeah. if you don't wear any if you don't wear any underwear, then you can kind of Gosh, get a, a, a just, breeze underneath there. God, if it, you're wearing denim shorts, it just turns into swamp ass, and you just don't want that. <laughs> So I would uh, yes I agree a denim jacket I would much rather wear that than Me denim too, shorts right? denim okay, shorts so is just it's just I'll uh, just wear yeah only a they're, denim they're, jacket nothing yeah, else and, and <laughs> denim shorts actually look good on women but on men I'm like uh, I'm I'm trying to think of a, a guy that's been successful with uh, Any denim guy shorts who and wears I can't denim think of shorts one needs to have the matching fanny pack with it yes exactly. <laughs> And, and the, the Oakley glasses, and the, and the Oakley socks. glasses, <laughs> and the Oakley glasses, right? Yeah. Hey, bro. Okay, so, right, so you, let's go, you guys bro. Both agree that denim shorts suck, right? Yes. Now, yes. Denim right. shorts. Just because now, we don't like cooked eggs. Okay. <laughs> so, which is worse, denim shorts or corduroy shorts? Oh, <laughs> God. Oh my God! You just keep compounding and compounding. Um, corduroy, because I think with denim there is a little bit of breathability. Corduroy uh, y- 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 go, can go fuck itself because it just there is no breathing whatsoever. <laughs> right. It is, and plus it just looks horrible. It feels good. Like if I'm like uh, I'm very uh, I'm always fidgeting, and uh, I would find some kind of comfort You're playing in with stroking. Yourself. You're not yes, in stroking. Yeah, stroking my shorts. <laughs> if I'm wearing corduroy, but again, I I would much rather have the breathability factor and i think you get that with denim uh over the years but uh corduroy does not give you any of that so i would have to say denim shorts yeah i would have to say denim shorts too just because i would eventually like to go out in public and i think (laughs) (laughs) if i was wearing corduroy shorts you know like now i'm starting to think about like chafing yes i know there's a chafing issue oh like but yeah my my vote would be i'd rather wear denim okay oh uh, orin well, although Tony may know this more, but going back to John Cena, didn't he wrestle 
in denim shorts? Oh, that's right. He did. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's the one guy. He's yeah. the one guy that did denim shorts pretty good. So there you go. Good kudos to you. Well, then Warren. I take Thank back what I say up. about the black socks and the fanny pack, John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> I think now without you know, picturing it in my mind, denim shorts, denim shorts probably look really good on you. And uh, if you can do it, rock it, man. Well, you know what, John Cena probably would look good with a fanny pack as well. So totally, yeah. and e- yeah. and even co- corduroy. I think he would look good in corduroy too. Right. <laughs> well, you probably. know, Orin, yeah. that's a great segue yeah. to my next question. Um, of obviously, The Rock. He's probably the most popular wrestler turned actor. Period. Right. I think I think we all could agree about that. But between these two other wrestler turned actors, who do you think is more popular, or maybe more successful, or who do you like better, John Cena, or David Bautista? Oh, I, I'm a Cena fan. Uh, are you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm. I'm. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Dave Batista. I think his body of work so far has just been amazing. Uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. He he had a really brief role in that, but was absolutely incredible. Uh, Drax. I mean, uh, Drax is just a, a great classic character. He also played. I think he played a Bond villain, if I if I remember correctly. I could be mistaken on that, but uh, to me, Dave Bautista is somebody that uh, that is just a nice guy, and he's willing to give kudos to anybody at any given time. He is, uh, he's been a big fan of James Gunn, and he's even been really steadfastly loyal to him. That is something that is a very rare thing, especially in Hollywood. And to see that kind of uh, relationship is uh, magical. And I, I just think that Dave Bautista has a better body of work at this point, and I would give him the, uh, the upper edge on that. You know, um, all, the, all the personality traits that you said about Bautista, I totally agree with you know, like he's a stand-up character from what I know of him um, in in the Hollywood scene. And the loyalty factor, absolutely. But, you know, um, John Cena in in his comedic humor, I, I just find him funny. And, and yeah. um, I know that he's done a lot of, like, kid films that my kids have watched over the years. And, you know, pokes fun at himself. Here's a guy who's not afraid to be the joke, right, to be the butt of the joke. And my kids really like him. So I see a lot of movies with him in it because that's what my kids want to see. And I just feel like, you know, here's a guy who transitioned from the wrestling world all about like his body and, and image and has used that kind of like The Rock did to to make people laugh and and to be entertaining and and can take on serious roles or serious moments and roles too. But, you know, I just I respect them both. It's hard to choose between these two. They're both great, but I would have to give the edge for me to Cena. All right. I think that's a poll question. Yeah. Possibly. Um, also, another DC-related question. I asked this in a previous Pop Quickies. Who played the best Bruce Wayne? Oh. Now, who played the best Batman? Boy, Silence. Um, are we talking like does it have to be on film or are we talking just about in general? Film. Okay, film. Um, I, I'm gonna have to go with Christian Bale. I mean, that was my first answer, and uh, I just I think his Batman is, yes, it's a little over the top with the gravelly voice. I get it, but ultimately, he's the badass to me. I just I love that character. I love his Bruce Wayne. I love his Batman, uh, and to me. Uh, 
his Batman is the best, in my opinion, because of the journeys he's gone on. And we kind of see him go from the beginning all the way through to uh, Dark Knight Rises. So uh, I, I just love that character, and I love the way he portrayed it. So Christian Bale for me. Um, I have to be very specific on which movie this is for this Batman. The Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, Batman the Zack Snyder, you know, the, the Joss Whedon uh, stuff. Are you, are you kidding me? You're, okay. I'm going to go right. with, so, with for, for Batman, it's going to be a Ben Affleck. The, oh, the God. Zack Snyder Dude, you could pick ones. anybody's. Dude, I would even, I like, I would even go, like, George Clooney. I would even, like, I would give you that pass. I would give you would Val you? Kilmer. I, yes, <laughs> yeah, I would give but, you those passes. But, God, I hate. Uh, ben Affleck just really grates on me. Why do you like him so much, though, Brian? <laughs> I just, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I realized that I was running away with the segment oh, and it was dumping all Brian's, over you. But oh, but what's uh, your opinion, by the way? I'm sorry. I'm sorry because I, fe- I realized that I was starting to go on a rant and I just, you know, I don't have my nitroglycerin pill with me, so I just need to calm down. Husa, husa. Anyway, well, sorry, I'm not Brian. a hater. I'm sorry like, to interrupt like you. You are with him. I know. Um, I, th- I just think that that character was. Um, here's a, 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 a an experienced. Batman, um, which I like. He's he's the most true to comic books on like physical ability on 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 how he takes down like a group full of thugs, right? Multiple fighters against one. I mean that that where he's saving Martha from the um, uh, from the warehouse where he has to go up through those 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 I don't know look like a group a room full of ninjas, you know, <laughs> and uh, you know, and I like the fact that he's brutal at the same time. Like he'll break extra bones just because he doesn't want you to get up. You know, like he's not just going to knock you down. Like he's going to knock you down and snap your arm. You know, and uh, like he wants you to feel like you've been in a fight with Batman and maybe you'll think twice about it next time. You know, he's not going to kill you, but but you may wish that you were dead. Um, and, you know, I just I just feel like that was more true to form. He's not like a Mr. Smiles, you know, Mr. You know, he's not like the light knight. He, this is a dark knight. This is a dark character. And the fact that he, you know, in, um, you know, like he rushes into danger, you know, he, he's putting together this team. He's using his resources to, to fight the big bad with a team that he put up, you know, and, and he realizes, I, I, I love the fact that, you know, Superman is the hero they need. It's not him, and but but he has the ability to help get him to this to this team. And ultimately, the the mission is what's the important, not his ego. And I just liked that version. I th- thought I thought Ben Affleck is is a fan of the character for one. He wasn't he wasn't cast and then given a stack of comic books to read. Like this guy knew the character coming into it, and I think Zack Snyder understood it. And I just, I just liked it. I liked it a lot. There are a lot of flaws, and we've talked about it on previous shows. But I'm a fan of Snyder's work and his version of Batman, played by, with, played by Ben Affleck. And uh, yeah, and Tony, you completely agree, right? <laughs> Not at all. No comment. Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't like the guy. I don't. Well, it looks like I, those I pills just, are working. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't even gotten them yet, Brian. I, I need to get them first. I, right. I just didn't want my blood pressure to go up again. Right. So, Did you put uh, me on mute? <laughs> yes. Yeah, while yeah. I was talking. Uh, um, so switching gears. Of these three languages, which one is the best sounding to you? We have 
French, Italian, and European Spanish. European Spanish. What is that? One more time. Spanish. <laughs> no, oh, but, Spanish. but you know, there's, uh, like, obviously like, they have like, a, like there's, Spain. Yeah, Spain Spanish. Yeah, not yes. like okay. So you have because obviously there's always different dialects and everything. But so I'm specifically picking the <sighs> the top three romantic languages. As I'm, I'm going to say as. something that's going to get me in a lot French, of trouble. Italian, or Spain Spanish. Okay. Um, I sounding to me. I'm probably going to say Spain, Spanish, um, just because it just sounds beautiful, romantic. I really kind of like the French uh, language accent, too. The Italian, I know I should say it because my wife's Italian, but it sounds like they're always yelling at me. <laughs> like, like my wife's always yelling at me and, you know, like, you know, like it just sounds like it's always yelling, you know, and I know I am... I'm probably going to get a lot of flack. This is just my opinion. You know, it's not, I'm not saying it's not a beautiful language. It is. It's just from, from my wife. My wife is always yelling at me. And that's kind of how I hear it. <laughs> so I'm sorry, everybody else out there. I think you have more yelling in your future, Brian, after this. I sure, I certainly do. <laughs> yes. I certainly do. But I get it from Tony and then my wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, I will have to say the uh, European Spanish. Uh, it's, uh, that's a, a, a country that I have wanted to go to and visit. I love the fact that they're, um, that language it just seems so sexy to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and you can go in different parts of Spain, and it is totally different. Like the, from my understanding, the Spanish in Barcelona is different than uh, that in Madrid. So to me, I just feel like uh, that is where I would love to learn that kind of Spanish and that language and, and just immerse myself in that. Okay. So you guys in agreement there. Yeah. Um, so I got a quick little lightning round. Um, this is a conversation my wife and I had the other night, and I want to share it with you guys. Of these fast food franchises, which is the most authentic? Okay, so that's the framework, which is <laughs> the most to, authentic, okay? <laughs> or sincere. <laughs> More sincere, yeah, here we go. So here's the first one. Panda Express versus Pickup Sticks. I would have to say Pickup Sticks. I, I don't know. I just, uh, Pickup Sticks to me always has that kind of, uh, uh, I don't know. It's just better quality, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Panda's just, um, even though I have to admit I am a, a Panda Express freak, I, I eat it on maybe a got a semi-regular basis. Uh, but, yes, pickup sticks is, I would feel more authentic because you see the walk back there. When you're, when they're in, when you're in the restaurant, you see them in, with the walk you and they're doing the their thing. Panda Express, too. That guy's always just. Do you? you I, know, like, no, you know what? I'm in the drive-thru, so I don't oh. see it. So <laughs> that probably that, explains you it. You see that flame going? I always wonder what kind of burners they're using, right? Because yeah. they got this, I, yeah, like, this guy's just, just cranking that walk, yes, right? Yeah. And, and that flame is just shooting up the side. It's just, um, it's impressive to watch, but. The food makes so me what sick. do you pick? <laughs> pick up sticks, pick up sticks. Yeah. Right. Okay, because of um, yeah. okay, yeah. It, Panda Express, I don't know, it, it, only recently, too. I think it's my my age. It's you know, like, like I always feel like I understand that this food's probably not meant to make you feel good, but <laughs> lately it's made me feel really bad. <laughs> All right, next round KFC 
or Popeyes, which is more authentic. Oh gosh, I, they're kind of one and the same. Oh my god! Uh, if if we're going solely on authentic, I think Popeyes tries to be Cajun. Uh, so I'm going to have to go with KFC because, I mean, it's Kentucky and it's fried and it's chicken. I mean, that's to me, seems like more like, hey, you're going here for this grease trap and you are going to get this grease trap. Right. I think that that is the, the, the fried chicken that I think of whenever I think of fried chicken. Uh, I think of that, that not really Popeye's. Popeye's, if they had a different angle, maybe, if they weren't so like, uh, you know, Louisiana style. Uh, I could go that route, but uh, I prefer actually the taste of Popeye's over KFC, but more authentic KFC for me. And that shitty macaroni and cheese that they have. No, it's so no. good. I crave that every once in a while. I got to confess, I love <laughs> KFC's coleslaw. Really? Yeah, I do, yeah. Wow. Okay. I know, I know. I know it's not good for me. I know it's not, but I order it every time. But um, I, I'm also going to agree with Tony. KFC. For authenticity purposes, probably. I don't know the origin between either one of them. So, you know, this is the knowledge of nothing. And I have no knowledge on, you know, Panda Express versus Pickup Sticks or KFC versus Popeyes or anything like that. It's just my sole opinion. Um, I'm with Tony, though, in agreement on I, I think I prefer the taste of Popeyes chicken also. But if we're going authentic, I just something tells me that KFC may be a little bit more authentic too you know, chicken back in the day, or maybe they started off like that, but you know, I gotta, I gotta tell them or tell you guys that I, I like their coleslaw and I know that that's hmm. not good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all have our weaknesses, right, man. Right. We all have our little dirty little secrets. I guess all so. Right. Last authentic comparison, Taco Bell or Del Taco. Oh God. I will have to say Del Taco. Um, I don't know. It just, the, the, the thing that always throws me though, are the French fries. It's like, that's not authentic. Um, but then I guess Taco Bell was kind of copied them with nacho fries. I, oh, if I'm going to go more authentic, uh, it, it, just like beef in your tacos and in their chicken tacos, uh, Del Taco, I think is more along those lines. Their beans taste a lot more homemade, uh, if that makes sense, then uh, say Taco Bell, you, you they could be very well the same thing, these packaged dry beans, but you, it tastes more authentic when it comes from Del Taco, I think, other than Taco Bell. But with that said, I do like Taco Bell a lot. And I, if I had to choose between the two, Taco Bell's where I'm going. But for more authentic stuff, I actually like, I think Del Taco fits that bill a little bit more authentically. Brian? Uh, Authentically speaking, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, I just want to sound smarter than I actually am. Um, I, again, I, I think I'm agreeing with Tony on Del Taco. Um, their, their food seems simplified, and you don't need a whole lot of stuff for tacos. And Taco Bell, to me, seems gimmicky, where you've got the flaming hot nacho burrito combo, you know, and you've got your Mexican pizza, which I love, by the way. Um, and, uh, um, and it seems like, you know, like their big corporate sponsors, Pepsi and, you know, whatever Pepsi says, you know, make this. Now Taco Bell's making that, you know, where Del Taco, their, their, their food is simpler 
I go there for fish tacos, um, and they're simple. They're it's just a corn tortilla with a f- piece of fried fish, some cabbage on top with whatever dressing they, they and it comes with a lime, and that's what I want. I don't need some kind of flaming hot taco or Cheeto, you know, uh, French fries. You know, <laughs> to me, you know, like I'm sure that I can't go into a, a a Mexican restaurant, you know, somewhere and and go, where's your flaming hot? Cheetos on the menu, you know, yes. like, <laughs> yeah, your 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 dose locos tacos right, or whatever they call exactly those. Exactly it. Jeez, right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the, the, it doesn't seem genuine. It does not seem genuine. So for authentic un- authenticity, I would I would have to say Del Taco's got my vote. Okay, so Del Taco has been is more sincere to you guys, right? <laughs> yes, more. Yes, more Thank you for your fish authentic. tacos. <laughs> yes. So and your I, chicken tacos. I have one last question, but it's like a little bit different question than a typical pop quickie. But based on what you guys talked about earlier, I want to pose this to you guys and get your thoughts. You guys mentioned earlier about how Gotham is a you know, crime-ridden city, probably the worst city to ever live in. You have all these you know, bad guys, villains you know, doing all these things, and Batman's there just trying to you know, stem the bleeding, if you will, right? Plugging right. holes as they pop up and everything. You know, but what does Batman do? He, he will harm them. He will capture them, bring them to justice, but he never kills them, right? That's his right. kind of his yep. mantra, his, you know, whatever, what he calls his basic rule, whatever you want to call it. So we've been covering also like, a lot of past episodes about the what if series. So I have a what if question. Ooh. What if the Punisher moved to Gotham? Oh, God. Oh, what if the Punisher moved to Gotham? Um, like, as, okay, as, so as Batman, as a villain, no. or as a as a hero, as a hero, I think actually that he would be getting into some uh, some crazy things with uh, Batman. I think uh, are we taking Batman out of the equation and just letting Punisher? Run uh, out? I, yeah, either yeah, Batman. It's like Batman moves out, Punisher moves in. Oh, so you, Batman's and, gone. And, okay, okay, because then you're gonna have you, you're. You're going to have a, a utopia the next year. I think it, everything is going to be peace, kind, and friendly, and uh, Punisher's just going to go in there, annihilate everybody, ask questions later, and guess what? You're going to live in this perfect utopia that is called Metropolit... Wait, 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 wait Metro... What, what's the word Superman live? Goth- oh, I'm sorry. Metropolis. <laughs> Yeah, Metropolis. You're gonna have this. Uh, you you're gonna have this utopia, uh, uh, and it's gonna be a magical place to live. And crime will go away, and you will never have to worry about it again. If the Punisher were to go in there and just clean house, I think he should start our Arkham Asylum. Just get that out of the way, and then you know start working on your other stuff, like uh, your Jokers, your whoever's left. Then just go ahead and kill them all. And I think that uh, I think that Gotham would then see that change and. Um, and convert and be this this glorious uh, utopia that it should be. Brian? I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't solve it by killing, going on a killing spree. Why not? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's not what how all the things movies are tell done. us. That is not oh, how yes. things are done. Uh, if the Punisher does no. it, why not? No. No, no, no. Here's what realistically will happen. Punisher will go in and he'll start picking off some people, maybe yeah. a lot of people. Let's let's a let's lot. just yes. lots of people. And if there's no superhero to be found in Gotham, 
because all the other superheroes stem from Batman. And they're only in Gotham because Batman allows them to be in Gotham. I love the saying, yeah, but this, you know, the Green Lanterns control the whole galaxy, right? Except for Gotham. <laughs> you know, like, they, they need, that's actually a saying yes, is that what yeah. they really i don't know the really? actual wow, quote okay. but that is actually a thing um okay you know and even superman who can protect the whole planet if he really wanted to if he applied himself you know, um <laughs> leaves gotham alone because batman tells him to leave him alone you stay out of my city and so, yeah, but don't you think that Batman is perpetuating all of this stuff that is going on? Don't you think that they, this this brings up that question of that morality? You can't with just killing. kill people with no, you know, there there are repercussions, right? You know, and and you've okay, so you know, bring him to justice, yes, you know, absolutely bring him to justice, but you know, killing spree is not the answer. So, if the Punisher were to just show up and went on this said killing spree, I think realistically, either a lantern or Superman would come in and stop him. Really? I do. Really? Even, I think. So, like, think of, like, Jason Todd, right? Yes. That was because, killed. Because I was thinking Jason Todd when Wayne first posed this question until he said yeah. Batman's out of the picture. Because Jason Todd is kind of a Punisher-like character. He shoots yeah. people. He kills yeah. them. You know, he he he's after the Joker, right? The Joker, you know, yeah. at one point killed him. And Batman let the Joker live anyway, which created Jason or the Red Hood. Yes. Um, and, you know, his weapons are he was trained to fight by Batman, but he's got two pistols on his side and he's not afraid to use them. And Batman often goes to battle with Jason over his methods. You know, but the one thing that Jason knows that Batman won't do is kill him. You know, where Jason yeah. doesn't have but that. But that, that, that can line. ultimately be used. That can be used as your weakness. I mean, Absolutely. the Joker has done it time and, and time people again. People have exploited that on Batman time and time again, just like you said. But so still, at what point do you give, what, like, if you go into to killing, then are you just as bad as the, the, the bad guys? That's it yes, right you there. <laughs> you're just as bad. And you're part yeah. of the problem, not the solution. And, you know, you don't solve it like that, and I know that that might be the easy way. And yeah, um, everything. I mean, there's a whole morality the, thing, right? right? Because you're letting this person live, they're killing a bunch of other people, and, and yes. is that right? And everything. But you know what? That's not for you to decide. Your job is just to arrange the meeting between them and the judge, you know, and, yeah, okay. uh, and bring them to All justice. Right. Okay. So I still think I think it would be a utopia, a utopia <laughs> where there's just rainbows all day long. Yes, and, yes, yes. And yeah, the lions are playing with the sheep. You know, yes, and, and, and uh, yeah, and the rivers are filled with right. chocolate. Oh, it's just that's what it's going to happen. I would love the Punisher to live would go in your world, <laughs> but then I would get bored and leave. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, great answers, guys. Tony, go ahead and close this out. All right. Uh, well, this is this concludes this uh, episode of the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. Uh, before we get going, uh, Oren, where can our fans find us on social media? If the fans would like to find us on social media, they can go to Facebook, the Knowledge of Nothing, Instagram at the Knowledge of Nothing, and on Twitter at the Common One. And also, if you would like to leave a message. You can do that at info at the knowledge of nothing.com. Yeah, or DM us on our on either one of our accounts and we'll get back to you. And we'll if we uh like it, we'll we'll mention you on the show as well. So yeah. please slide uh, into yeah, our DMs. Just, 
<laughs> Slide into our DMs. All right. Well said, Oren. Uh, Brian, would you like to say anything before we depart, my friend? I would. I'd like to give a special thank you to our fans who've contributed to the show today with uh, giving those uh, that that awesome feedback and, and questions. Interesting. So thank you once again for, for helping us out. We always appreciate it. And whenever we do see that, we will do our best to, uh, to talk about it on the show. And then um, I hope you guys liked... Um, our version of the condom. And uh, if you did, please let us know and maybe we'll do it again. Maybe we'll try it on again. And uh, <laughs> we'll, um, and then once of all, um, never, never. Uh, thank you, um, as always, for your continued support with the show. We do it for you and, and we love doing it. So thank you, thank you. All right. And in closing, folks, just a reminder, if you take off your condom and notice green mayonnaise, you should probably see a doctor. This has been the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. We'll see you next time. Where the hell did that come from? I just that, made it up. I didn't make green ma- That's going to make me gag. If that's right up there with the <laughs> smoker's coffin. I know oh the smoker's coffin, the tapeworm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just like, hey, like, if you see green. Hey, you opened that door, Brian. You opened up the door with the no, condom, no, no, huh? No, no, and no, we no. were talking about mayonnaise. So there I'm we go. Uh, they the have green mayonnaise, they have a tapeworm. <laughs> Green well, mayo. and I'm talking about our fan event. If you find any green yes. mayo inside your condom, you, you should probably go see a doctor. <laughs> I like how you combine three things we talked about in the episode into one weird. Right. It's a one. Yes, right. Tonyism. That is the magic of me. Tonyism. Oh, Tonyism. <laughs> right. Tonyism. Yes. All over. Hashtag Tonyism. Tonyism. That's right. Oh, I'm starting it, a new one. Oh, we right. got to put on our socials now. Tonyism? Yeah, I will. Condom. I will make sure that we did Tonyism. <laughs> <laughs> no, condom's going up there. Yeah, condom's going to be part of that. You have Tonyism in the anyway. condom? Ew. What? Ew. No. That's the green stuff. No. No. <laughs> <laughs>